I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The podcast. the podcast. We're back again, and we want to know, Theo, what is shaking bacon? Oh yeah, and I'm not Theo. You're not Theo. I'm not Juliet, and I have no <laughs> bacon to shake. Um, you got plenty of bacon. There's a bunch of stuff going on. It's mostly you're going to parties. You're running around town. You're shopping. I know, you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Nobody. I hear, I hear from many of our listeners, and nobody cares about that. <laughs> They don't. They're like, we don't care, Theo. You don't tell us about. Get to the story. Get to the story. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, happily, there is nothing happened other than Christmas. Um, it is Christmas, 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 and uh, spiders. So, Spider. you may recall that I sent you a text uh, image of a yes. giant dead black spider that was yes. huge and very, very, very shiny and very, Ferocious. very dead. Yes. And um, that was that was scary. It was probably the size of a kitten. Um, <laughs> well, we f- saw a live one walking across our yard, just strolling, strolling well, across the yard. That's where they live in the yard. I thought there was one, and it had died. Right, so that uh-huh. was okay. That's the reason that we didn't sell the house because uh-huh. the spider was dead. dead. Now that there's a living one. I now, and I did some Googling and apparently there's something called the trap door spider, which seems to live in Austin. And so, um, I am now convinced that our backyard is riddled with all these little tiny <laughs> trap doors with all these big fat uh, spiders waiting to jump oh. out of them and eat me. Um, so, so yeah, I can now not go out to the backyard <laughs> without very careful. I look at every footstep, every, oh everywhere, gosh. everywhere I walk. I, I'm waiting for spiders. Um, let's see. And then, okay. And the other, the other fun thing about our new neighborhood, other than the trapdoor spiders, I was driving home uh, last night and it was dark, but early. It was like, I don't know, 630. Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out that we live on a Christmas street. Oh my God, you we do? We didn't fucking know that. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. So I'm driving. We live off of a main street that's got like bars and restaurants on it. It's you uh-huh. know pretty happening. And then you turn onto our street and uh, there's like some businesses and then they start becoming homes. And mm-hmm. I noticed that like, oh, it's very bright. Mm. Huh. Oh, look, it's Christmas. Oh, look, it's a snowman. Oh, look, it's a Santa Claus. Oh, look, it's Santa's village. Oh, look, it is a fucking Macy's parade in somebody's oh yard. Gosh. Oh, look, they've got 10,000 watts of electricity coursing through that tree in their front yard. Holy cow. And then there's our house where we have two poinsettia plants at the front door. <laughs> And admittedly, you could see the tree from inside the house. And I put up the uh-huh. tree early because of all the things. We're going to go uh-huh. to Scotland. And it's like, 
uh, we'll be gone and I want to see the tree and so let's put it up in our house and I'll enjoy it for a little bit. It's early for putting the tree up. Usually we wouldn't do it until like mid-December. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have to go and decorate our front yard a little bit because... Are you we, going to? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as all the neighbors did, but yeah. the pressure is there, yeah. right? And we can't be the dark house on oh the gosh. street of Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Are you going to get a ladder and climb up to the top of the roof and hang things? Don't do that. Get a task rabbit uh, or something. I, I probably won't do that, but I will get, I'll get, I don't know. I'll get something that you blow up that lights up. <laughs> I don't know. I get the easy way out, inflatable. And I think um, based on some of what I saw in our neighborhood, it doesn't matter how great the decorations are. It's just every house has something uh, going on, uh-huh. but not us. And wow, so what? we'll buy an inflatable thing and blow it up. Okay. <laughs> Put some lights on it. That's a lot of pressure. I'm glad I don't live there. That's funny. I wonder if you have... No, you don't live on a Halloween street because you would know that by now. We don't live on a Halloween street. Um, but you live on a Christmas street. But we live on a Christmas street. And personally, I don't know if that's legal. I think you have to be all the oh. holiday streets. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't... Th- and and I think when they sold the house to us, they should have said, oh, by the way. They absolutely should have disclosed that you're a Christmas street. This is street. a Christmas street. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big deal, I think. Uh, it, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, <laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> did laugh. And also, like, does it hurt? No. No. It's fine. I'll did go to Home Depot. I'll get yeah. a thing. I'll blow it up. It'll, it, whatever. It'll be fine. It'll probably be on sale now, too, the decorations. So you're good. Or I could just like be really um, crappy about it and just put up a big sign that says, here's your fucking Christmas. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your Christmas. So that's what's shaking bacon here. What's shaking bacon for you? I have spiders in Christmas tree. Well, I have a Christmas tree. My, my live Christmas tree came and the two nice young men from the guardsmen came to put it up, which was really nice. Uh, it's, so it's a, it's a charity that um, benefits kids and lets kids who can't afford to go to camp go to camp and do other things. So that's really nice. Um, we have been buying trees from them for like, I don't know, 20 years now or something forever. So, um, so that happened and I got to partially decorate the tree, but you know, I ran out of hangers, little ornament hangers and I ran out of this and I ran out of that and I got lazy and didn't feel like doing it. And so it's not completely decorated yet, but as soon as it's decorated, I promise you, I'll send you a picture. My neighbors are getting on an airplane right now to go to your house and let you know <laughs> it's Christmas and you need to finish that tree. I need to get that now. tree done. How dare you? Yeah. So it'll be done this weekend, but uh, it's Sunday already. God, I got to do it today. All right. I'll do it today. Um, and then the other update I have, actually two, um, I have two job interviews this week, which is exciting. Um, two? I only knew two. about one. I have one with the company I'd like to work for and one with another company I, just I don't want to work for. I just randomly submitted my resume to a zip recruiter job, which never gets a response. So I was stunned when they wanted to interview me, but um, it, it's an okay job. I'll talk to them just to practice interviewing. So. so there's that. And then the other thing is the best news of all is that after three days of jury selection, I was not chosen to be on the jury. So I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. have to go back to the courthouse again for at least a year, hopefully many more years. Um, but but it is an interesting case. I think I can talk about it now, but I'm not really sure. So I won't talk about it yet. Maybe next week I'll tell you about it because it's an interesting case. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's my bacon for the week. 
and uh, we can talk about, we can move on now to talking speaking about... Speaking of bacon. What, speaking of bacon. <laughs> speaking of interesting cases. Um, the uh, Weight Watchers CEO, Seema Sistani, recently apologized. What a surprise. Uh, weight Watchers was built on the idea that the important factor in weight loss was calories in, calories out. And I'm sure you've all heard that many times, and, and uh, that's that's the deal with Weight Watchers. So therefore, according to Weight Watchers, willpower was everything. And the founder of Weight Watchers, Gene Nidich, or Nidich, or Nidich I'm not sure, um, emphasized choice as the key to weight loss. So everything was what you did and what you chose to eat and how you chose to behave. It was all, um, all your weight was all completely down to that. Yeah, it's completely up to you. It's entirely yep. in your control. And if you can't control yourself, yep. then shame on you. It's right? your own damn fault. And your body is the advertisement for your own measure of self-control. How embarrassing. You're announcing to the world if you are fit. I can't control myself. I am in charge of me. Right. Yeah. And then if you are... Uh, what words do I use at this point? It's not conventionally... Over, if you're not fitting the particular body type that's the trend of the moment, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. shame on you. You have no self control. You, you horrible person. Exactly. That's so true. Um, that's exactly how they looked at it. Um, however, with the availability of new weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wigovi, and Weight Watchers' $106 million purchase of Sequence, which is a telehealth company that provides these drugs to overweight people, Weight Watchers is now reframing weight loss in the context of obesity being an illness. Some people call these new drugs the latest weight loss craze, however, and Oprah Winfrey famously, as you'll remember, I'm sure, lost nearly 70 pounds uh, on a weight loss craze in the late 80s using Optifast, which is an 800-calorie-a-day liquid diet. Poor Oprah. Um, she regained the weight, and she criticized liquid diets two years later. And then down the road in 2015, once her talk show had ended, she started working with Weight Watchers. So um, I, I hadn't really kept up with Oprah Winfrey and her, her weight saga, but I guess she still is struggling with her weight or she wouldn't have been working with Weight Watchers or maybe she just recognizes that she is a representation of famous weight loss people and um, saw a good business opportunity with Weight Watchers and bought a bunch of stock. Both. I don't know. Uh, uh, both things. So uh, Oprah um, obviously is hugely successful and very rich. Um, <laughs> but what she wasn't anymore was relevant. And so, uh, yes, Oprah Winfrey is still relevant to everybody. Calm down. But <laughs> she's not as relevant, right? right? Uh, right. Oprah and South Park both lost their place as central core cultural anchors. We'll uh -huh. use that. And, uh -huh. you know, she was, she was there for decades. Um, oh, yeah. And so with her TV network and her podcast and her, she decided to move into wellness, right? And so yep. the purchase of uh, Weight Watchers synced very, I'm trying to work on a food pun and I can't, <laughs> I, I got, I got nothing. Um, just dovetailed very nicely into, oh, okay, great. Awesome way to make money. Awesome way to keep my brand, but also maybe here's an opportunity for me to get back into some relevance. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it, it was an awesome way to make money because her collaboration doubled the stock price of Weight Watchers. And Winfrey made a $75 million profit by the end of trading that, that day. In a she day. She started working with Weight Watchers. In a day. It's amazing. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be so nice. 
Well, um, I think for Oprah, that's probably the equivalent of seven dollars and fifty cents. Probably. Right. Probably. Like, oh, that's nice. I can buy a coffee plantation. <laughs> wow, I'd like to buy a coffee plantation. Anyway, um, in 2018, Weight Watchers rebranded as a wellness-focused and body positivity program, as you mentioned, um, and they had a new motto, which is "Healthy is the new skinny." And the company even changed its name from Weight Watchers to WW, which is stupid. I think it's totally and stupid, and they're going to have to work on. Why would you bother? Well, in the same way that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken rebranded KFC. as KFC because they wanted to get the not put the emphasis on fried, right? Yeah. Um, but KFC is easier to say than Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Weight Watchers is uh, WW easier to say is, than WW. It's yeah. kind of awkward. So I don't know why they would do that. You'd think they would do like the 2010s thing and sort of call themselves like Optimize or some bullshit like that. But no, they just changed to WW, um, and they stopped using before and after pictures, and they took the word diet out of their marketing, which is interesting. I'm not sure what they're trying to do at that point. Um, stock went up even further, though, and Oprah's shares went up to $548 million. Which I'm sure which I'm got sure her attention. Noticed. Exactly. <laughs> but since then, she's reduced her stake in the company to about a million shares, which is worth about $12 million. So I'm not sure if the stock has gone down. She said she was balancing her portfolio. Um, I don't know. But that's that's where her her stake stands. She did buy like thirty five hundred more uh, shares recently uh, as um, part of this whole thing we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so she is investing more, but thirty five hundred shares is probably not that much money for her. So um, so the program for Weight Watchers has historically been like you pay a certain amount a month and you go to a, a, a weekly or monthly weigh in and you get like this program that tells you what to eat. Um, so currently you can still do that um, with a, a virtual plan, uh, which is about twenty dollars a month, and the plan assigns points to foods and limits the number of points that you can eat per day. Um, there's also a somewhat more expensive program that includes workshops and, and can include in-person meetings, like the old days. But since the purchase of Sequence, the company has offered a new comprehensive program, which includes prescription drugs like Ozempic, that's five times the cost of the basic plan. The company's total membership has grown since the deal with Sequence. So people want these drugs, which I think we already know. Uh, it's been a, a big deal in the news since uh, a couple years ago, I guess, when the drugs were, were released. Uh, at a recent event, so here's where we get into the apology. Um, Wait, what, or WW CEO Seema Sistani and Oprah Winfrey discussed the future of WW. When a woman in the audience said she'd lost 100 pounds on the former Weight Watchers program but gained it all back, Sistani apologized for failing her. She quoted Maya Angelou, the poet who is a close personal friend of Oprah Winfrey's, and said, when you know better, you do better. But are weight loss drugs really the answer? So in May, the Wall Street Journal reported on patients who quickly regained the weight after they stopped taking the injections. This might be good for Novo Nordisk as the implication is that people need to be on the medications for life and paying Novo Nordisk uh, to maintain their weight loss, but it's not so great for dieters because the side effects are notable and they include things like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and stomach pain. And at this point, I'm going to disclose that I am currently taking Ozempic and I have lost 40 pounds, but I have experienced all those side effects and some on a daily basis. So I'm just desperate enough to lose weight that I will experience nausea every day uh, in order to do so. And a lot of people are in the same boat with me. I am a walking advertisement for Ozempic. <laughs> I tell everybody, I think it is great. And it has been um, life-changing is too strong 
a word, right? Mm-hmm. But it has definitely uh, been an incredible help and has shifted my focus from mm-hmm. food to me, right? Right. And not so much like, oh, the onus is on me. I can't just stop shoveling food in my mouth, but more, <laughs> um, huh, if I'm not eating and I'm not so food focused, what else am I doing? Right. Right. And um, that's been, that's been nice. It, it, oh, it's it, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've lost about 40 pounds. Thank awesome. you, Ozempic. Yes. Wasn't losing it before. Um, yeah. Wasn't trying that hard because <laughs> I had just reached a point where it was like, this is it. This is how yeah, it goes. Right. That's fine. Right. Everything's great. Um, and so I definitely am a fan slash also recognize that there is some shame that comes along with, oh, I'm using a drug to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that shame is, I don't have the willpower to do it on my own. I'm not able to control myself. Right. Um, oh, interesting. I don't, I don't feel that at all. It. I'm just like, shovel it in me, man. I'll take it. Oh, I shower in it. I like, <laughs> uh, but you know, again, um, I do, I'll use the word disclose, but now I do tell mm-hmm. people when it comes up, mm-hmm. if somebody says like, oh, well, I haven't seen you in a long time. Um, you look great. Thank you. It's Ozempic. Ozempic. <laughs> do you have any side effects? None. Wow. None. A little acid reflex, uh, reflex, uh-huh. sorry, at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, Interesting. Daily. Uh, however, small price to pay. Absolutely. Uh, and, and perfectly fine, right? And I mean, I'll I, throw up every day if it means I'll be skinny. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, okay, so so there's losing the weight, right? Uh-huh. And then there's being healthy. And so... <laughs> oh, who cares about that? Two different things, right? Yeah, right. so if you're burning your esophagus out in order to... <laughs> be a size two, right? Maybe there's some, you know, maybe a size six would be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and keep your throat. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I got nothing because now I just want to do stupid jokes about (laughs) going to let that all go. Not doing so, yeah, jokes. I'm glad you're not getting that many side effects from Ozempic, but I definitely am, and, and I'm still taking it, and I, continue, I plan to continue to take it as long as um, the program I'm on lets me, and they don't show any signs of making me come off of it. I still have some weight to lose, uh, which is fine, um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, weight loss is a challenge, of course, not just for dieters, but apparently for scientists. There was a study from the U.S. Department of Agriculture that came out in March that found while Americans had increased their caloric intake by 15% from about 1978 to about 2018, the rate, the rise in obesity rate outpaced the increase in caloric intake, meaning people were gaining more weight than they were actually eating, so to speak if that makes sense, the way I described it. And Tufts University professor Darius Mozafarian wrote a paper in 2022, which found that Americans have been eating relatively less for their larger body sizes over the last 20 years. Um, Mozafarian wrote, the evidence in the United States suggests that over the last 20 years, we are not eating more calories nor exercising less, but are still becoming more obese. We have not elucidated nor consequently addressed the underlying physiology. So nobody seems to understand what's going on. Um, which is, again, good news for Novo Nordisk because their drug 
shows that or has consistently enabled people to lose weight who have not been able to lose weight before. Uh, but it does raise the question of how exactly is it doing that and what does that mean for uh, weight loss in general? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, right. Um, yeah. I could speak to um, sort of the cascade of hormones that create hunger um, mm-hmm. and how the drug cuts that chain and and that's great but what is it that's going on with it's not so much the food supply but maybe the food supply and so when they say caloric intake are they looking at the types of food do you know did the article say uh that they're looking at the types of food for instance your caloric intake could be lettuce or potato chips Right. Well, Weight Watchers, of course, didn't care like so much oh. what you ate. Uh, it was just like you, you can eat your your 500 calories of potato chips if you want to do that as part of your diet, but then you just have to eat less calories the rest of the day. Um, but but uh, in the article I read, there was a, uh, a researcher who talked about how the type of calories you eat does make a difference, like whether you're eating carbs versus whether you're eating protein. Yeah. And I don't understand that at all. So um, I guess it makes sense, but, but uh, if you know more about it, share. Well, so it's not so much that I know more about it, but uh, (laughs) you may recall that for a three to five year period of my life, I was absolutely insane when it came to my health. I was at the gym every day. I ate the same meal uh, for three years. uh, Wow. Every day. Um, I still remember each meal because Uh I had it like six times a day specific things during the day and it wasn't a fad diet it was mm-hmm. just um a different approach to eating and i had mm-hmm. a trainer that i adored and she uh told me once if food tastes good you're doing it wrong oh my god food has one job and that's to fuel your body wow that's it that's all food needs to do for you theo so It's fine if you like it, but that's not the point of it. It's what is it Mm -hmm. doing, right? And so um, anyway, the the nutritional program was broken down so that like I was spreading my protein throughout the day so my body could absorb more protein to build more muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And same with with vegetables and same with carbohydrates. And so different, um, if you want to look at food as chemicals and if you want to look at it as fuel, then different types of fuel do different things in your body. And carbohydrates mm. help carry, um, I mean, they produce energy. They produce quick, fast energy. And so they help your body uh, with specific processes uh, at a cellular level. Um, yikes. And then like, then I'm, then I'm going to start falling down, right? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, so we'll just kind of leave it at that because people okay. who really know this stuff are beating their heads against their wall right now shut up oh my god shut up and stop talking but yeah i I never for myself decided whether i believed in calories in calories out or the whole thing you've just described which is much more complicated and probably true um because i don't know enough about it but but it sounds like there is some some truth to the the fact that the types of calories you eat make a difference which which makes sense to me the types and then also your your uh intake throughout the day right and so uh, here's here's where I will pull out a card and I will play this card, right? Okay. And it is the frat bro card who <laughs> heard something once that made sense to his brain <laughs> and now uses it all the time. And that is um, on an evolutionary basis, 
we are uh, from a species that moves uh-huh. and our our development occurred over savanna and through forests and moving and moving and moving and grabbing food as we moved through the wilds and uh-huh. eating it um, pre-farming uh, and and did that drive our evolution had an influence upon it sure um, and and we'll leave that aside so in my head the human body is designed for not continual non-stop movement but movement and uh-huh. grazing we should be uh-huh. grazers instead of what we are now which is binge eaters so we binge three uh-huh. times a day and that's uh-huh. that but if you spread those three meals out to eight meals throughout the day then your body um which is designed to continue we'll say continuously and take calories and continuously burn them is happy and doing what it should do and your metabolism picks up um I found that to be true, but also mm-hmm. I was insane at the time. <laughs> All right. There's well, my lecture. What else would you do if you were eating eight meals a day? How do you work? <laughs> so it's very easy uh, because, you know, your meal is like half a sandwich and you put okay. it in a Ziploc bag. Um, you just grab it and eat it. Yeah. A break or something. Exactly. It, it's, right. it's five minutes. And, and again, the point is not, oh, it's time to sit down and enjoy my meal. It right. is... Okay, it's time to, uh, my muscles are at peak absorption right now for protein. So now it's time for tuna. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so it, let's it, talk about the apology. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Since we don't know the science of dieting and weight loss. Um, so Seema Sistani said, and this was her apology, um, which I got from watching the clip of the uh, uh interview or whatever she was she was talking about in it wasn't until i was in these halls that i realized the mistake that we had been making as a company we were contributing to the shame that some members would have felt if they did our program and it didn't work for them we introduced shame for people for whom diet and exercise wasn't enough i want to say i'm sorry we know better now we will do better now for many who are living with obesity it's a chronic condition and therefore it is not a choice We needed to be the first to be proud and loud about the fact that we got it wrong in the past. We've been treating these medications like it's a vanity, and it's not. It's life-saving. People who are deniers about the fact that obesity is a chronic condition are going to be left behind. Lifestyle interventions need to be done alongside the medications. Weight Watchers or WW can provide a higher support solution. So that's the apology that I got. I don't know if you found any different wording anywhere. No, as a matter of fact, you found more wording than I than I did. So, okay. um, so yes, and I will say this is smart for Weight Watchers. They are going where the market is. Yeah, and it's a big market with a lot of money. Um, so, so yeah. Um, let's look at the criteria for the apology. The quality of the apology. Uh, was there an expression of regret? Yes. Was there an explanation of what wrong, what went wrong? Kind of. Uh, she said we didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. Which fair. Okay. I guess you you know that happens. Yeah. Was there an acknowledgement of responsibility? Yes. Yeah. Was there a declaration of repentance? Yes. Was there an offer of repair? Yes, we're going to sell you expensive drugs now. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get richer off of you. Thanks, fat people. And was there a request for forgiveness? I mean, kind of. Not really, but kind of. So, um, uh, you 
I'll say half a point on that one. Um, so what do I rate this apology out of 10 points? I give it a seven and a half. That is crazy because I'm giving what? it a 7.6. No, I, <laughs> I gave it a seven, right? Um, and when it comes to like business strategy, this is a 10 plus. This is out of yeah. the park. The yeah. culture has shifted. This is the new way to approach uh, health. It's not dieting, it's health, right? Uh, and so amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good, yeah. it's a good apology. It's almost an eight, so the seven yeah, and a half yeah. feels good. Yep, yeah. awesome. So that's a seven point two five. And we're going to say congratulations to her. She clearly listens to the show. It benefited yeah. her. Good job. Good <laughs> Way <apology>. to go. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, though, interestingly, um, on a slightly different note, that the people who are associated with the co-founders of Waywatchers were really unhappy with this change in, in approach. Of course. They're like, yeah, they're like, oh, you know, that's not right. It's uh, whatever, whatever they said. It's but, a bit like Alcoholics Anonymous. It, so <laughs> if Ozempic cures uh, alcoholism, Right. Right. Then all of a sudden, those people that need that higher power there right. uh, in order for the program to work are are unhappy. High and dry. The higher power is gone. Right. And so right. it's like, oh, gosh, uh, for those people who Weight Watchers and, you know, I mean, Weight Watchers did help people. So right. great. Help some people, didn't help some others find whatever. Um, for those people that who it did help. I could see where there might be a, hey, I did it the right way, and you're cheating by taking yeah. a drug. That's yeah. not true weight loss, but I yeah. did it the right way, so therefore, I'm better than you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there probably are people that, that think that way. And I wonder, you know, as we all wonder down the road, are there going to be any side effects of this medication that we just don't know about yet? I mean, it's been out for a couple of years now and nothing has been found like Fenfen that, that has really been dangerous for people, which is good. And I'm relieved. Um, obviously, I'm still taking the drug. I'm not that worried about it. Uh, but, but we'll see uh, it, whether long-term use has any risks. We we will see. We, we will see and we will experience Personally, it we'll see. because that is what the fuck is happening with us right now. Um, yep. I've got some uh, fun stats about Ozempic. I wasn't quite sure. Ooh, I want to hear it. Oh, yeah, because like there was stuff that I was like, oh, interesting. Um, you know, my like my usually in a story, there's something that's cultural or historic that grabs my interest. And with this, I just couldn't find anything. The history of Weight Watchers, eh, you know, mm -hmm. history of diets in general, eh, fad diets. Eh. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was more, okay, what's going on with Ozempic? Um, and before we start that discussion, I want to frame it by taking you back to the 1990s in California mm -hmm. when California outlawed smoking in bars, mm -hmm. right? I was a smoker at the time, mm -hmm. and I was furious, <laughs> furious, and I was convinced, as was every other smoker, that all the bars were going to shut down, Yeah, and there would be a ripple effect, because if I can't smoke inside a bar, then I'm not going to the bar. Right. I'll just get drunk at home. Yeah. Right? Great. Right. Um, and then I'm not buying your beer in your bar, which means sure. you're selling less beer bottles, which means the driver has 
less stops to make, which means the manufacturer has less bottles of beers to make, which means the glass manufacturer. Has, I mean, I had the whole yeah. economy shut down in my head because uh-huh. I couldn't smoke at a bar anymore. And the, and the, the chain effect that this would happen, this uh-huh. would have. So uh, here we are with Ozempic and you hear these stories about, oh my God, people are eating less in restaurants. People are uh-huh. buying less groceries. It's really impacting farmers. Oh my God, everybody's cutting back. And I wondered if that was true. So um, here are some statistics about Ozempic and kind of what is going on as of November, 2023. So, roughly 22% of Americans have asked their doctor to prescribe them wow. Ozempic for weight loss. Most people who uh, learn of Ozempic, right? So, here's the percentage of, how did you hear about Ozempic? 41%, uh, it's a doctor recommendation. The doctor's like, hey, you, Ozempic. That's a lot. Now. Yeah, That's it is big. a lot. Um, 27%, family or friend, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I tell everybody. So for sure, I've probably told all those people in that <laughs> survey. 24% um, learn about it through social media, mm-hmm. news coverage that's roughly at 23%, uh, 9% celebrity endorsement, which feels real mm-hmm. dumb to me, and then 5% mm-hmm. commercials. So well-spent huh. money on commercials. Um, 52% of Americans with diabetes say that it's harder for them to find their uh, their Ozempic. Um 15% of Americans surveyed have personally used Ozempic for weight loss, weight loss only, while 47% of people who were surveyed said that they knew somebody who was on Ozempic. 70% of Americans uh, say they would not be able to afford Ozempic for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The top cities where it's a Google search, Ozempic. How do I get it? Ozempic. Uh, we'll just do this. Here's our top five. Miami, Atlanta, Minneapolis, Las Vegas, Baltimore. Huh. I know, right? And then Dallas, Denver, Austin. That's mm-hmm. me. Nashville, Seattle, Boston, Washington, Raleigh, Houston, San Antonio, Kansas City, Tucson, Charlotte, Omaha, Portland, San Francisco, hmm. Oklahoma City. Yeah, but, you know, it's like not Los Angeles, not Manhattan, right? Well, I, I'm going to, because it's just available on the street. You walk outside. And, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Medical practitioners take on Ozempic. 42% of medical practitioners have had patients without diabetes ask for Ozempic. And 18% of those have prescribed it for weight loss. Hmm. 36% of medical practitioners who have been asked to prescribe Ozempic have faced backlash for refusing to prescribe it. And my medical doctor is one of those. He, I go to a different doctor for my Ozempic yeah. because my doctor is like, just jog around the block. Ugh. And he didn't so say like, that. Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. like, you, you don't have diabetes. You... You are maybe steps away from being pre-diabetic. Okay, well, that seems to sync up then with I'm a candidate for this drug, but all right, fine. Um, What are the most common side effects of Ozempic? Nausea, 45%. Headache, 32%. Diarrhea, how pleasant, 31%. Dizziness, vomiting, low blood sugar, heartburn, constipation, 
anxiety, 15% of people report anxiety, yeah. increased heart, which seems weird to me. Could be just anxiety. I mean, those side effects are are things that anyone has experienced at any time during the drug. It doesn't mean that the drug caused it. Ah, uh, okay. That that makes more sense to me. Um, let's see. Then just kind of fifty eight percent of medical practitioners surveyed said that they would recommend Ozempic for weight loss. Uh, and then thirty nine percent of people on Ozempic are female. 23% are male. That's not adding that up. That doesn't add up. Nope. But there you go. <laughs> 27% of millennials, 17% Gen Xers, 12% baby boomer, boomers. Should get that word right. 12% Gen Z, 36% identify as overweight, 11% identify as normal weight, and 2% identify as underweight. That's weird. That is weird. Unless they're diabetic. Maybe they're taking it for some diabetes thing. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Unlikely. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. But then uh, statistics and surveys sometimes dip into math territory. And so Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised when I don't understand what they're telling me because it just starts to get real mathy. Let's see here. Alternatives for Ozempic. Who cares about that? And that's that. So kind of some interesting interesting things. and then there was one food brand company or one food manufacturer that did say that they were going to be adjusting the size of their packaged portions. Oh, um, interesting. I have never heard of Conagra. Con- oh, yeah, Conagra. Conagra, thank you. But um, I did look them up. And so Conagra owns Slim Jim, Healthy Choice, Duncan Hines, Marie Calendars, Ready Whip, Hunts, Vlasic, Pickles, Pickles, Bird's Eye, Boom Chicka Pop, sure, I've seen that, Banquet Frozen Foods, Snack uh-huh. Pack, Orville Redenbacher's, and Swiss Miss. And it makes me yeah. sad to think that my little package of Swiss Miss will get smaller. It's already pretty small. Yeah. And uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi have said they have not seen any impact in sales, and so they're just waiting to see what happens with this. I mean, I think a lot of people taking Ozempic were already on a diet, so they probably weren't drinking Coke in the first place. Or drinking Diet Coke and you get addicted to that. Yeah. 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 I gave up Diet Coke a while back, and uh, I feel just the same as I did when I was drinking it. I never liked it. Never cared. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, let me ask you a question. This is a very important question, and I hope you're ready. Um, do you have an apology expected or a who's sorry now? I do have an apology expected, and it oh is God. a good one. It is an apology expected from George Santos, oh. our congressman who was, well, he's not my congressman. Mine's worse. <laughs> mine. I think I have Ted Cruz, so he's a senator. But whoever I have, I have all the horrible ones. Um, Senators are congressmen. Uh, he was a congressman. Uh, yeah. Ted Cruz is a senator, but who cares because I hate him so much. I don't even want to know his job title. Um, and so, uh, our friend is going to be making a, a speech tomorrow yeah. to the press and he oh. is going to take every Republican with him down. Okay. He I is so. filing ethics complaints and he is going to be outing people and he is going to be reporting on who's having an affair and all Yay. the people that voted for him to leave all 105 of the Republican, I'll use the word. Um, 
I was going to say heroes. And then it's kind of like, <laughs> now they're not really heroes. This is the same thing to do. The guy is a fucking psychotic liar. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is a serial liar. Um, his grandparents died in the Holocaust. No, they survived the Holocaust. He's a survivor. One of his parents survived September 11th or something, but then didn't, I, know, I, I really? can't keep up. Right. But he's Jewish. He's Catholic. He's biracial. <laughs> he's Mexican. He's black. He's straight. He's gay. He's gay. It's yeah. all the things. Right. Yeah. And so, um, how and why, well, I know, I know why. He was allowed to remain in Congress because the margin was so slim. If there had been a massive um, majority, they he would have been kicked out a long time ago. Um, yeah. However, he will be apologizing later for <laughs> his antics now, for outing all the people who are closeted gays and for the people that are having affairs. He's going to drag you through the mud with him. And then later he will be saying that he was sorry that he did that. And we will look forward to covering that when it happens. Can't wait. That, yeah. that is a story. Oh, please apologize. Please apologize. What so I you? have an apology expected, but it's not really an apology expected. It's more an apology wished for. Um, and it's about a movie that um, co-CEO of Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, created and starred in called oh. Lady Ballers. Uh, it's a comedy about a school basketball coach who Boring plays, who creates a team made up of men who dress as women as a means to dominate women's sport and salvage his reputation. The film has been slammed as transphobic by LGBTQ plus people and their allies, and Movie Nation called it 110 minutes of agenda in search of a laugh. So I understand it's not funny. Uh, I want an apology. There's never going to be an apology because these people are all horrible. Um, but it certainly it calls cries out for an apology. I can't e I trying to get my head into the headspace of the person who was so impassioned about the subject that they felt I like know. this is the movie they had to make. I know. Oh my god, get a fucking hobby. Find Please. something to worry about that's important. Go take those epic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll see if there's an apology for that one. And in the meantime, everybody, stay cool, cucumbers, and don't trip potato chips. And we will see you later. Happy pre-Christmas holidays, yay, December. Yay. Bye, Bye everyone. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>